All right, guys, I'm excited about today's show because on it, we have a special guest, Joe Lau. Joe is a self-made entrepreneur, husband, and father of two. He's founded six companies, sold three of them, resulting in multiple seven-figure profits. He's a successful entrepreneur, speaker, and quality of life coach. Joe likes to inspire and challenge people to connect with who they truly are so they can have meaningful relationships and live a healthier and high-quality lifestyle. Joe's approach simplifies the process to achieving a harmonic life by focusing on things that truly matter. He teaches his clients to practice gratitude and appreciation, something he does in his own life, to better all areas of their life from fitness to family to finances. And his methods help his clients become the best version of themselves and allow them to play more, live more, and make more. That's who Joe is. But the thing I like about Joe is he's very authentic, he's real. And today he's going to share with us what it's like to be a dad and still be someone who takes care of his business and everything in life. So join us as we welcome Joe Lau. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast, empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. And I want to welcome uh, my friend Joe Lau. And I'm excited about having him on the show and helping you guys out to be better men. So Joe, welcome to the Confident Man Podcast. Thank you, David. I'm super excited. Thank you for having me. Well, Joe, uh, I want my audience to get to know you. You're a great guy. And uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your story? Yeah. So I have been an entrepreneur for Wow, more than 18 years now. I started when I was three. No, just kidding. <laughs> it was five actually. So, so I started about 18 years ago and um, my first opportunity kind of fell into my lap. Um, long story short, I was uh, kind of like senior in college and I uh, couldn't figure out what I want to do next. And then the first project kind of fell in my lap with my buddy and uh, we quickly failed. <laughs> 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 so we were doing well to begin with, um, but then, you know, the partnership fall apart, so we quickly fail. So at that moment, David, I tell you, I uh, did not have the luxury to dream to be entrepreneur someday and how great I will be because we already have uh, strike me that I suck at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how it all started. But uh, then, uh, um, we, you know, I keep on pushing forward and then uh, eventually my second business took off. That's my very first success as an entrepreneur. And then things just keep on happening ever since. And then this day, I'm a quality of life coach. I help other entrepreneurs to live a better life so they can play more, live more, make more. I live in Miami with my, uh, my best friend, my soulmate, my wife, Leslie. We've been, to, we've been together um, very long time. I cannot count them all even with my toes and fingers, okay? <laughs> <laughs> So we have two beautiful girls. So in a, in a nutshell, that's me. Okay. Okay. Well, how, how did you and Leslie get connected? So when I uh, traced it back to engineering, I was in engineering school with her good friend. And, um, you know, I always hang out with the girls. It's just my thing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so her friends say, you know, we should all be together because this guy, meaning me, I'm a funny dude. So they want to live with me together as a roommate. I'm like, okay, we can be roommate. So she arranged a time that we all meet together um, to watch a movie. So when I first met Leslie, I was like, okay, 
I want to be a roommate with her, but just together, just you and her, nothing else, yeah, nobody yeah. else, right? So that's how it all started. <laughs> okay, okay, that is awesome. And yeah. uh, so y'all known each other a while, and so she was with you on your entrepreneurial journey. Has she the been kind of with you most of the time? Yeah, the entire time. Yeah, well, that's good. So she was there when the failure happened, and then when the success happened. Oh yeah, definitely. She see the whole thing, the the good <laughs> and the ugly. Yeah, yeah. Well, where were you at in your business when you started having kids and your family started growing? Where where were you at at that point? Yeah. So when I first when we I see okay. So it was my oldest daughter. When at that time when we uh, find out we're pregnant, I was actually at a very interesting time in my life. At that time, we sold our house. We're in Virginia, right? We sold basically all our possession, like our house, our cars, everything. We basically slimmed it down to six cases. I mean, six boxes and a couple of cases. And we just packed into our SUV and we travel around the country. Oh, wow. And that's when we find out we're pregnant halfway through. So we, we try to find a place. So we moved back down. We moved to Miami. And that time I had my uh, self-defense products business. And that was doing still doing pretty good. And um, somehow I got bored with the business. By the time I found out uh, my wife was pregnant and my kid was about to be born, then I wanted to give a startup a try. So at that time, I have two businesses. I have my self-defense product business as my uh, bread and butter. And then I want to give a, a, a tech business, a tech startup a try. So I, that was that's what I had to happen. I have two of those in the same time. Okay, so you're about to have a baby. You had a business you were running and you decided to start up a business at the same time. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm sure did that did that add a little bit of stress to the whole situation or did you manage it pretty well? It was it was a learning curve for sure. I had no idea how how hard it is to be a father. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea. Cuz I I always thought that I'm a pretty tough guy in terms of uh mindset and resilient, yeah. right? Time management. I'm like, I get it all, figure it out. But my, my daughter really threw me off in terms of okay. schedule and what it takes to be not just a father, but to be a great father, yeah. to really, you know, be present. So it really, yeah, it was, it was very stressful, honestly, like very stressful on schedule, on what can I do, a capability, like all this doubt on everything really comes up, you know, am I even enough to be a human being, you know? <laughs> now, now what, um, before you had your first daughter, was it something, did you, your, your mindset, you talked about that. Did that come from your upbringing? Were you trying to emulate your upbringing or do the opposite of the way you were brought up? How was your upbringing? Opposite. Definitely. Cause you know, from where I grew up, I grew up in Hong Kong, right? Okay. And Hong Kong is um, very um, career driven. Everything is about like, you have to go to good school, very systematic, like very step-by-step, -step, old school, right? You go to good school, listen to your parents, have a great career, get a job and so forth, right? And I was so sick of that lifestyle. That's why, you know, I get out of that, you know, the whole culture and come to America and it's all about freedom, right? You can be whoever yeah. you want to be. And I was fortunate enough to be an entrepreneur. So that's what I had in mind. I want to give my kids the options to choose, not just, you know, uh, for what they want to do for a living, but exactly for true freedom to choose how they want to live. So yeah, I want to be the complete opposite. Now, when, when you and Leslie had your first daughter, what did that do for y'all as far as your relationship, your perspective of life? 
things like that. What were some big, big changes or big things that kind of hit y'all upside the head? Whew, that we are different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have very, we have very different um, parenting approach. Okay. Right? We have the same goal. We want to provide them the freedom, the option, but we, we, we have very different, the nuances, right? Like, yeah. should that be like a lot of rules and a lot of schedules or should it be like kind of free fall, kind of chill, laid back? Because I'm like the control free. I like to have schedule. Yeah. I'm a systematic guy, right? So everything yeah. to me is schedule. My wife's kind of laid back, which balanced me out really well. It, yeah. it was just me and her. But when it comes to parenting, okay, is it going to be chill? Or is it going to be scheduled? Is it chill or is it scheduled? You know? So that was a really eye-opener between the two of us that, that we have a really good foundation as, you know, as, as a couple. We have, you know, good relationship, you know, and everything and good communication. And that was kind of get us through. But to start with, honestly, David, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we argue. The truth is we argue a lot on, you know, what's the right thing to do? Because no one knows what's the right thing to do. We have no yeah. guidance or anything. Yeah, well, you're both coming in with different perspectives. So uh, what were some things y'all did communication-wise to kind of grow through that? What are some things you learned through that? Because that really affects how you parent in the midst of all the stress of life and business and everything. Yeah, definitely to start with is um, what do we have in mind angle? What, okay. what kind of human being we want to raise? You know, what kind of society, what kind of environment we want to provide, right? And once we have understanding on that, then the next thing is a little bit more detail on the schedule. Should we have a very strict schedule or is it going to be more or less? Even on a sleep, I mean, you're, you're a father, yeah. you know, the sleep yeah. training is like a big deal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> and, is. and the truth is, it is about scheduling. So we, we seek help, basically. We find, we find uh, a common ground that, you know, neither I don't know, she doesn't know, but we find out that someone got to know. So we seek out help. So we start to see like a family counselor. And this get you know third party help, and we read books a lot, and then we read the same book. Both of us will read at our own time, and then we we'll come to agreement and talk about the topic that we both learn and what we can agree on. And that's how we start to form our way of parenting, if you say. Okay, that's fascinating. So y'all basically kind of formed your own uh, partnership, so to speak, right. kind of figuring out where you each had input. I think that's a great idea. I think a lot of couples, they just kind of kind of fight it out. And uh, the stronger personality usually ends up winning. So, so with, with your daughter being born and you having businesses, how did that affect you as far as, okay, I'm a businessman, I wanna be successful, but I also wanna be a dad. When you had your, your first daughter, what are some things that hit you as far as there may need to be some changes coming? Yeah, great question. The first thing that hit me is time really does exist. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a schedule called your daughter, right? And uh -huh. it's, a, it's a solid schedule because, you know, before, before uh, the, the, my daughter born, was born, you can push the schedule a little bit, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. today's date night. Oh, we can push it a little bit. And weekend, oh, I have this new project. You know, we understand we're adult, right? Yeah. We can just make up the time. But with the kid, you, you just can't push it anymore. Because I, I realized that they, they really grow too fast, even though when she was really young, like every day is different. I don't want to miss a thing. So the first adjustment that I have to make for myself, you know, internally is that it's a fear of missing out. You know, as an entrepreneur, our biggest kryptonite is like we fear of missing out because we see opportunity. We don't yeah. want to miss anything. That's when I really, really honed in on practicing that what should I say no to? 
not just say yeah. yes to, right? Yeah. I need to say no a lot more often than before my daughter was born because at the end of the day, we only have 24 hours. I don't want to miss a thing, but yet I don't want to miss out on the business. So I really have to be extremely selective on the thing that I say yes to in terms of business and other activities. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some things that you did like in the practical in the beginning? Where did you start saying no when your family started growing? Where do you think was the most successful areas that you were like, okay, no. And then what are some areas maybe you had to grow in and get better at for saying no to? Yeah. The first thing I figured out, I need to say, figured out is who would I want to be? Like, who, who am I? Mm -hmm. Who's Joe Lau? What do I want to be known for, you know, five years at a time, right? And once I figured it out, then that would be, that become sort of my, my North Star to say, like at that point, I want to be, at that moment, I want, I have two businesses. I want to be able to fund my business, right? And I want to be able to provide income for my family. I say, okay, anything that doesn't fit those criteria, I'm not going to do it, no matter what. Okay. No matter how great yeah. it is, I'm saying no. And anything fit in those criteria, I'm going to use the, the good old standard, right? Can you eliminate? Can you simplify? Can you automate? Can you delegate? And then after I go for all those things, it's still on the plate, then I take on. Otherwise, okay. I have to go over the process to start eliminating, but basically eliminating most everything. Yeah, yeah. And did you find, was that an easy thing or was it difficult because you had to do all that internal work about your own insecurities and feeling like you're the man, things like that? Was that difficult for you? Yeah, it was difficult, for sure. Yeah. It was difficult in a sense because, you know, I've been, before that, I had a pretty good handle on how to time manage myself and how to prioritize and delegate. But at that time, you know, I was very inspired to be more as an entrepreneur, right? There's so many opportunity. So I really had to hone in on really what, I, what do I want to be known for? And yeah. once I figured out it was a progress, it wasn't like an overnight figured out kind of thing. It was kind of like, okay, if I say no to this, how do I feel about that? And have to sleep yeah. on it. Do I really want it? I have to go for those like, you know, sleepless night. Did I make the right decision to say no to this kind of great opportunity that everybody say, jump right on it, right? So once I get a hand of that, then, then the rest come a lot easier because like I said, that become my North Star and that's my guideline on what to say no to. So once I, I get a hang of that, things just get easier. Yeah, and I like what you said that it wasn't an overnight decision. I think some people think that to get better at managing your time is really managing priorities. You know, you've got to do that work of knowing who you are, where you want to go. Did, did you and Leslie have a lot of conversations in that as far as where you wanted the family to be and, and you kind of incorporated that with it? Yeah, definitely, every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every day, man. She's like, but yeah, she's my sounding board. So I share everything with her. What are some things you did? Because uh, I'm always curious, I ask men about this. When they, when they start having kids, it's a huge change from being married without kids. Yes. Um, but you still want to maintain that relationship with your wife as you're prioritizing everything else. What are some things you did to prioritize that time with her and to make sure y'all's marriage stayed strong? I love this question. Time blocking. <laughs> okay. Okay. You have to schedule because I have a thing, right? If you don't, if the thing doesn't make it to your schedule, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make it to your schedule. It won't get done. Same thing as putting effort, spending time relationship, right? Because relationships, nothing but spending quality time together. So yeah. if it's not on your schedule, it will get slipped. And then year, I mean, they become months, months become years. And before you know, things just too far apart. Right. So I was yeah. very conscious about that. And 
it's just because, you know, it was as an entrepreneur, I always schedule my time out. So yeah. at that time, I was really practicing schedule a relationship time with my wife so we can, you know, spend time, talk to each other or just watch a movie and just hang out. So yeah. time blocking yeah. was important. As your kids are getting older, how old are your kids now? They're six and eight. Okay, so they're starting to get older, starting to do more. Are you practicing that same thing with them, the time blocking? How does that work? Yeah, I kind of schedule my day around them. I'm like a little more obsessive. <laughs> I tell people I'm a full-time family man, a part-time entrepreneur, right? So everybody knows <laughs> that. <laughs> and I'm fortunate enough to be in a position that I don't work Friday. So Friday for me is, I call it a reset day. I spend half a day for myself because I need that, right? Just so that I can be sane, right? As yeah. a human being. Then I spend the, the next half of the day with my wife to reconnect and everything, spend time with her. Then I have the whole weekend open to my family, my kids. So I have all the energy and I'm just excited to, to spend time with them because I, I take care of myself first, right? And I, yeah. I firmly yeah. believe that. And then after the whole weekend, honestly, I'm a little tired of them. They're a little tired of me. <laughs> <laughs> Then that's great, right? They go back to school, do their thing, and then I jump right into work on Monday. Then for me, it's just another four days of work. So I'm excited yeah. and then I plan my day around them. When they finish at three, then I finish at three. Then okay. I, you know, can be a full-time parents, truly present. So yeah, so in a nutshell, I blocked out my time when I should be working, when I should be, you know, having time to myself. And I cannot stress this enough to have time for ourselves as a dad, right? It's important. Yeah. Then I block out time to spend just for the kid and nothing else. And that really helps out. I'm fascinated by you said that you, you make sure you have that time for yourself. Why do you think that's so important for men today? It's because if you don't have time for yourself, you can't possibly know what is going through around your life. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of feelings and a lot of things happen every week, right? And then some are good. Some are not so good and it just happens, it just, it's just live. You don't know when it's good, when it's not good. So the truth is on a good week, you might not need so much time to yourself, but on a bad week, you definitely need it. But the key is, is consistency. And like I say, you know, bad things just happen all the time and it's just how you see it. So that's why I always set a timeout for myself on my reset day. So that way I know if I'm, if I'm, if I'm having a good week, then that reset time for me is a bonus time, right? If I have a bad week, then I can kind of um, ground myself to think through it, to feel, let myself process through it just by myself with my own thought. So that way when I come out of that, then I be a better version of myself. Because if we cannot take care of ourselves, how could we take care of our family? And that's why I think it's so important. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Now, is that, you mentioned earlier about uh, struggling with like the insecurities of being a new dad and things like that. And and I think every dad feels that every day, a lot of times. What are some things you did as your children began to grow to kind of stay grounded in, I can do this, I can be a good dad and kind of fight that that mental game inside? I would say um, I do a little meditation in the morning that helps uh -huh. to help me yeah. visualize it, to tell myself I'm enough. And not only that, I'm, I'm continuing learning. I love learning, right? So I use my reset day to learn while I run, long story short. So I'm constantly getting new information on how to be a better, not just as a father, as a human being. Because I think the two, I think, okay, I want to just step back and take, talk about this a little bit. I think sometimes when you become a dad, a new dad, we feel like you have a separate role. 
you, you are dead now and you're no longer what, whatever you were, right? It's not true. Yeah. It's all more like you add on a new title, but you did not lose yourself. So what, continue working on yourself will help you to be a better, not just a dad, but a better human being. Period, yeah. right? So even though I might be listening to a book that has nothing to do with parenting, but has everything to do with, I don't know, mindset or building habits, but that is going to go down to me to be a better dad because I'm Joe Lau. I'm not just dad, right? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a whole human being as one person is a holistic approach. So I, I find that consistently working on myself to be, better, to be a better person, help me to be a better dad. Yeah, no, I agree. I tell men all the time, the more you grow, the better husband you'll be, the better dad you'll be, the better man you'll be. Um, like you said, it's all, it's all holistic. It all comes in together. So are there any things as your kids began to get older, you found that, I know you have the weekend. I love that. I love the schedule, but they're starting school, things like that. Have you and your wife talked about as you move, as they're getting older, moving into the teen years, things you're going to do as a family to make sure that connection stays there? We haven't gone that far yet. <laughs> I uh, tried to avoid a conversation before they become teen because it's too daunting for me. So our approach is um, we, we do a lot of gratitude sharing. And I found that um, more and more as they get older, that we are, I mean, they are a reflection of who we are. So yeah. I, as, I, as I live every day, as they get older, I'm more conscious about my behavior, how mm. I act. And instead of telling them what to do, I'm really trying to be a better person to set example. I mean, that's yeah. you know what I'm really working on. And I, I'm hoping that that's enough. And that's or the way I see it right now, it's the only thing that's working, right? If I want to tell them to eat vegetable, I got to eat vegetable, man. If yeah. I tell them to work yeah. out, I got to work out. So I'm hoping by being more cautious about this and be a lot more intentional every day to be a better person on everything yeah. I do, not just what I say, tell them to do, yeah. then hopefully they will automatically go into teenagers with a much stronger foundation as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, I worked with teenagers for 30 years and that is the number one thing. Uh, when kids see their parents actually living what they're saying, then that gives credibility to the parents across the board um, and what they do. So I love that. I love that you and Leslie are doing that. So let me ask this, um, being a new dad, if someone out there is a new dad and you're like, okay, here it comes, what are, what are some things that you would say to a new dad to kind of help him get into the right mindset or if his children are young or he's got like four kids and he's crazy with work and everything, what are some things you would say to that dad? Yeah, I just kind of learned this recently and I wish I knew last sooner. So I would say this to new dad. Our kids is not... It doesn't belong to us. Mm -hmm. It's not our possession. It's not us. They're not, we, our job as parents is to provide a safe environment so they can be dumb. And I think that for me is, is huge learning lessons for myself because yeah. what we have gone through has nothing to do with them. We are just there to provide the best environment that we know to make sure they grow up in a safe and have option to become who they're meant to become. And that's it. Once we let go of the possession or, the, or, the, or even obsession of, they belong to us, they're my son, they're my daughter, they should yeah. do this, they should do that. No, let them be who they need to be. And you just to guide them through for good or bad. It's the support that we're providing, not, not so much of a, a hold or path for them, right? 
So yeah. that I would say to all the new that once you once you truly hone into the idea, you let go so much of this. I don't know how to say it. You let go of this like power struggling. Like they listen to me, they don't listen to me. They did this right, they did this wrong. Because there's no such thing. They are their own individual. They are their own human being and let them grow the way they need to grow. And that's all I can say to you that. Every parent I think has to figure out who their child is because your child is different from you, different personality, everything is different. So what you want to do is find out who they are and then shape them the way they need to go. Cause you like, you know, your daughters, your daughters are probably different personalities, different attitudes, how they act, what they do. So what you do with one, you do it differently with the other. Absolutely. So, yeah, I love that. I think that's great advice. Um, well, this has been good. Uh, gosh, I'm just looking, I, I took some notes while we were doing it about <laughs> the way you, you time blocked your time. Uh, the end goal of, of helping the kids, uh, move ahead, saying no to things, having a vision for yourself that I think one of my favorites might be that being a dad, it's just another role you add. It's not separate from who you are. Um, yes. I think that's something that, that our dads could really grab a hold of. And, um, so that's good. So, so as you, as you're doing it, let me, let me ask this one thing to end with sure. uh, doing your business has being a parent and doing the time and doing, and doing those things how has that made you better at your work and what you do? Oh, I love that question. To me, it made me much better and much more efficient entrepreneur. Mm. Yeah. It's because, like I said, there's more important things in my life right now. Now, before it was uh, myself, my wife, my other relationship and my business. Now, add your kids to it and you know there's like top priority, right? Yeah. And you only still have 24 hours. So it really helped me to be extremely efficient on when I spend time. Before, I, I mean, I slack off here in a little bit, you know, here and there when I'm supposed to work. But now I, I, I want to say that I'm pretty productive. Like when I sit down to work, I look at my kids' picture, like, okay, if I'm, if I'm slacking in this section, what does yeah. that mean? What that means is I don't spend, get to spend time with them. If I'm slacking in this section and don't get it done, what does that mean is when I spend time with them, I'll have resentment because I feel like I need to get work done, right? Yeah. I don't want that, right? I don't want that. So having being a dad right now, it makes me a much more efficient human being, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is great. I love that. And I, I agree with that. I think being a parent, wanting to be a good parent kind of forces you to bring so much of your life uh, into order. So uh, that's good stuff. Well, Joe, um, this has been a great conversation. Where can people go to find out more about you and the stuff that you're doing? Sure. Um, if you like to follow me, just follow me on Facebook at therealjoelau.com. I mean, not the real, <laughs> the real Joe Lau on Facebook, and my website yeah. is also therealjoelau.com. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. And don't you have a uh, course coming up? You want to tell us a little yes. bit about that? Yes. Yes. So um, I have entrepreneur to um, long story short, I help them to be super focused so they can. Uh, the end goal is play more, live more, make more. And I'm launching this new course called Focus to Win which help them to do just that and to help them super focus on what's truly matter so they can um, end up play more, live more, make more. That's good stuff. Well, guys, if you're out there and you're an entrepreneur, uh, check this stuff out. Joe is a great guy. I got to know him at a retreat I went to in Utah. We had a great time and um, I think it'll help you out. So Joe, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, David. been listening to the Confident Man Podcast. 
Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David the Maxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.